Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, Dwight Howard is expected to return after his little stint uh, in the COVID protocols and after now having his legs underneath him. We still don't know about Frank Vogel and apparently the Lakers are uh, active in trade talks right now. Uh, leading up to January 15th when they can trade Taylor Horton Tucker, and then eventually February 10th, at, that would be the, the trade deadline. As we saw in uh, the game the other night against Phoenix, Dwight Howard was cleared from COVID protocols, but uh, clearly uh, the, the, either he or the team didn't think he had his legs underneath him, and he was not available in a matchup, by the way, that the Lakers really could have used him uh, given what DeAndre Ayton and JaVale McGee were doing to them, when, when especially whenever they went small. Uh, that is good news that, according to David Fisdale, Howard is going to be available. It's going to be interesting to see if he starts, uh, if DeAndre Jordan continues to start, if they start small and, and go with Dwight as their only center, uh, if we ever see Jay Huff. Uh, at, at this point, it's it, we've at that, we're at that point where Hey man, if Huff can't play, maybe swap him out for somebody who can, given how desperate the Lakers are for bodies right now. Uh, but yeah, just on the Dwight Howard front, getting him back and then hopefully working him back. We saw what COVID did to Marcus Saul, uh, and and we've seen what it has done to centers in general. Bigger humans have tended to have a tougher time with COVID uh, than smaller people. So hopefully Dwight is ready to go. He's obviously been in incredible shape. That certainly really helps. Uh, but he is not young and he is not small. So hopefully he can uh, make a full return and impact the game the way that he was right before he entered said protocols. I also think it's a pretty big deal to get Frank Vogel back as soon as possible. Uh, in, in a couple regards, one, obviously you want as many smart people around the team as possible so that you can try to fix what is currently, uh, ailing the Lakers right now, which is, you know, a lack of bodies, uh, not much versatility with some of the guys, you know, some of the smaller players, um, and, and any number of other things. And then the other thing too is, look, Frank needs to learn some of the stuff up front. And I still don't know if he has kind of gotten a lot of those bad habits out of his system. And as guys get healthy and as guys start to get back to the rotation, and especially those guys who can shoot, you, you need Frank to be watching up close and personal as the Lakers kind of continue to show him we aren't going to be that defensive team. So Harrison and I talked about this today on the lounge or yesterday in the lounge, and it's that the Lakers have really seriously hampered their offense trying to be a defensive team. And the defense isn't good enough to make up for how bad the offense has been. The defense is number nine in the league. And yeah, you like to say top 10 defense and all that stuff. That's what that's like a third of the teams in the NBA. Um, and then their offense has been number 27 in the league this year. And that's just not good enough for a team with Russ with LeBron, with Anthony Davis, with some of the other signings that the Lakers made uh, on the offensive side of the ball. So whenever Frank gets back, and hopefully it's sooner rather than later, 
uh, for, you know, also in the human element, you want the guy to not have to be dealing with this anymore. Uh, but whenever Frank gets back, he needs to kind of be forced into the type of rotations that make the Lakers make more sense. All right, last little thing here, and it's kind of, look, I'm not going to touch the LeBron-specific quote-unquote trade rumors, seeing as it was pretty clear that Pat McAfee made up some rumors in order to ask Shams Karania about said rumors. So uh, I'm not going to touch whether or not the Lakers are trying to trade LeBron James because they aren't. That's just not the case here. Uh, what I will say, though, and this is an interesting part of Shams's, uh response to McAfee asking about trade rumors, quote, I spoke to LeBron's agent, Rich Paul, and he said that talk of James leaving in, it, leaving in itself is ridiculous and totally false. LeBron's isn't, LeBron isn't leaving the Lakers. He's going to be on the Lakers. The question is, how can the Lakers get better? That's why I've heard they've been active in the trade market. Uh, duh. <laughs> this team isn't good. The roster isn't good right now. I had questions about this roster heading into the season, and a lot of those questions have been answered in the negative way. Some of those negative answers are have a lot to do with injuries and stuff like that, but if your season is derailed, I understand the Lakers struggling when LeBron was out. I understand if they're going to struggle while AD is out this next month or so. I, if they lost Russ for a little bit, I would say, okay, yeah, I could see some parts of the Lakers struggling, but... When I hear Rob Palenka say that, oh, well, it's, you know, it's hard to judge the team that we are right now because we haven't had Trevor Ariza and Kendrick Nunn, I just don't buy it. Uh, and, and the Lakers, I think, I talked about this a lot on yesterday's lowdown, and I still very much feel this way. They only really have one trade asset. It's Talon Horton Tucker. He doesn't fit with the timeline of, of this team or... Even, you know, next year's team, I don't think he'll fit with that timeline either because uh, he's only going to be 22, and you're talking about a, a team that needs to compete for a championship within the next couple of years. So I think you have to use Taylor Horton Tucker, and I'm sure that they're calling teams about him. Problem is, uh, THT hasn't looked good this year. So even if you're trying to trade your one trade asset here, it's very much diminished. The one thing I would say if I'm trying to sell teams on on taking THT, we have seen players across the league go out and and continue to succeed, whether it's Julius Randle, whether it's Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball right now. We knew Caruso was going to be good because he was good with the Lakers. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, all those guys are going out and making positive impacts elsewhere around the league. And I think if you're trading for Taylor Horton Tucker, you are banking on that scouting department finding more and more talent. They have done that basically <laughs> for, for all of recent memory. And if you're trying to sell a team on here, this is somebody that we, <laughs> this is a, Taylor is somebody who can help you guys rebuild. We need a more win now player. And, and then also, you know, there's the fit issues. And we talked yesterday about how uh, the fit issues are exacerbated by the way that the Lakers are using them. It's just a mess right now. So hearing that the Lakers are active on the trade market should not shock anybody even a little bit. 
All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Some things to look out for. Well, the Lakers play San Antonio later tonight. It is a home game that starts at 730 uh, at Staples Center. I, one of, I think it's the last game or one of the last games. Yeah, no, it's the last game that uh, the, the arena will be labeled as Staples Center. They have some stuff lined up to remember the last 22 years at Staples Center. So uh, I'm sure that that's going to be a great video presentation uh, in and of itself. Harrison and I recorded a Lakers lounge yesterday uh, asking the questions about whether we think this team can win a championship this year. Uh, We disagreed. So you guys can check that out. And then obviously the writing staff has been hard at work trying to keep up with everything regarding this team. So you're going to want to check that out on SilverScreenRoll.com. Until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.